Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 228 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on August 24th, 2021. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. How's it going? I'm well. Good. I, I am glad that you are well. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. We want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. Well, we are back from what I am calling our, our summer break, our summer hiatus. The, uh, you know, I was away for a week. Um, we were going to try to do a live show. By live, I mean, like, in the same place while I was up in New Jersey. But I failed to realize that a week of wrestling shows straight was going to destroy my body and my voice. I just assumed you thought the terrible luck we have with doing those type shows. Oh, I know. That we had the worst luck ever. skipped it. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I was not in a good way. So, that, okay. it didn't happen. And then when we came back... I had to, you know, get back to real life, and then I had to perform at MegaCon Orlando last week, so it has been a bit since we've been around for our friends around the world, and we apologize for that, you know, summer break, everyone needs a summer vacation, but we're back now, we're back on track, Two Men Tuesdays are back on track, and are you ready, because we got a big show this week. Yeah, let's tackle it. All right, so I'm going to give a little disclaimer up front, if you are one of those people who listen to this show because you love this optimistic, doe-eyed, kid-like view of how everything at Disney is wonderful and nothing is bad, Um, this might not be your episode because we're going to be getting into some controversial topics here and we don't like it and we respect you guys too much to pretend that we like it, you know, for the sake of shilling for Disney. Uh, I haven't decided if I hate it, though. You hate it. Come on. I haven't decided. Let's talk about it. I'm, no, I'm, we'll, we'll get there. To... We'll get there in our e-ticket attraction. But yeah. um, we've got the news first. So the news brought to you, as always, by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost. You can always find Dave at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. We're going to be having Dave back on the show pretty soon. Oh, good. Yeah. Got to get, get that going. Um, and, and, you know, I will say there will also be doe-eyed, childlike optimism in this episode as well. But, you know, there will also be stuff that we're like, man, this stinks. So well, listen, we can't not be honest. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Worldwide news. Now, I know we thought we were done talking about things like this, but changes have once again been made to Walt Disney World's mask policy. So a few weeks ago, it was announced that masks are once again uh, needed in indoor locations for everyone vaccinated or not. Now, masks will become optional again in all outdoor spaces at Walt Disney World, and that began on August August 19th. In an email sent to guests, Disney said since 
May, face coverings have been optional for guests in outdoor common areas. And beginning Thursday, August 19th, face coverings will also be optional for guests in outdoor attractions, outdoor queues, and outdoor theaters at Walt Disney World Resort. As a reminder, face coverings remain required for all guests ages 2 and up while indoors and in Disney buses, monorails, and Skyliner regardless of vaccination status. Walt Disney World reverted back from a maskless environment to requiring masks on any attraction or indoor space on July 30th at the request of Orange County in response to record levels of COVID-19 infections. At that time, Mayor Demings asked for businesses to enforce masks when indoors, and Disney went beyond that by requiring masks on all attractions, both indoors and outdoors. This latest policy change, however, puts them in line with the original Orange County requests. Cases of COVID continue to be at a high rate in the county with record numbers in excess of 1,000 new cases being regularly reported daily and a 14-day positivity rate of over 20%. Okay, so now basically like you don't have to wear it on Dumbo now. You don't have to wear it on – You know, just just – I didn't even realize that you had to. I read this. I guess the day before they were kind of going live with it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize you had to wear it outdoors. Yeah. Well, you had to wear it on attractions and like, but like my thing is like, well, what about things, something like mine train? That's both outdoors and indoors. I would well, assume you'd have to wear it. No, you can take it off for the outdoor parts. And when you go inside, who's sitting there on a roller coaster, putting their mask <laughs> on and off because they're inside and outside. Those are the rules, Kevin. That's uh, what you could do. Right. Right. Okay. I don't know. So, you know, hopefully, you know, things will get better and masks will be a thing of the past. I will give, I have to give Disney one thing. They've kept masks at a, like at the new lower price point, as far as I've seen, even though, because the second that like they required them indoors again, I was like, oh, those prices are going back up and they didn't do it. Well, I think they probably also have a bajillion masks. Yeah. At this point. So. Buffets are returning to Walt Disney World. I saw this. Disney has announced more restaurants to reopen at Walt Disney World along with the return of more buffets. Here's a quick breakdown of what's opening. Breakfast is back at Cinderella's Royal Table at Magic Kingdom starting August 27th. Reservations are available beginning August 24th. The Kusafiri Coffee Shop and Bakery at Animal Kingdom reopens on August 29th. New entrees include spice, spice potato hand pies, marinated chicken flatbread sandwiches, and red chili hot dogs. The Dockside Diner... Min and Bill's Dockside Diner at Hollywood Studios opens August 22nd, which was two days ago. New menu items include a shrimp salad roll. That sounds like it's got celery all over it, which I hate. Chipotle chicken salad roll, smoked fish dip, seaside brownie, and blue sea margarita. Nine Dragons Restaurant in the China Pavilion at Epcot is now open for dinner from Tuesday to Saturday. And moving to buffets, starting September 12th, the Crystal Palace will return to a buffet format for lunch and dinner. Family-style dining will be available at the Crystal Palace through September 11th. Finally, beginning August 29th, Beer Garden Restaurant in the German Pavilion at Epcot will offer a buffet experience for lunch and dinner. This was already uh, when Boma came back as the first buffet to come right. back in Disney. So, I mean, I guess they're they're feeling pretty good about certain things. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that, you know, here we are in this, like, wacky kind of Florida climate. And right. yet they're bringing back buffets. You can take your mask off on rides outdoors. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, I, I know this is going to sound like a terrible thing. And all my friends make fun of me about this. But I sometimes tend to judge world events by how Disney is handling it. Okay. Is that wrong? No, no, because you, you, you I think it's, I think it's logical for, for things that are as big as this. For us to kind of compartmentalize it into our comfort zone, into like the things that we know. Right. And, and, you know, how something 
directly affects you is it directly impacts your Disney experience. So for me, I, I'm looking at all this as, as, you know, cautiously positive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, SeaWorld and Universal are doing nothing. So. Like, as far as I can, as far as from what I've heard, you don't have to mask up. You don't have to social distance. Everything's 100 percent capacity. Like SeaWorld did away with its reservation system. Like they're back to normal. Disney's now, the let only me ask you a question. Is in Disney World, is there still like social distancing? No. No. That's the one no, thing I they, really liked. <laughs> I know, me too. Me too. They seated me on Slinky Dog with another I was on a group of three and uh with my cousin and his son. So I let them ride together and they sat me with a stranger. And I was like, Oh, I didn't miss this. Yeah. And I've heard the fill in all available space stuff coming out of their mouths, and I'm like, No, I am not doing that. It makes me think that Disney is, is you know, we'll never know the true numbers of capacity, right. but it makes me think that they are much, much closer to full capacity than we think that there is. I mean, once they're back to full capacity, the reservation system becomes, like, no longer an inconvenience to me. Because once, like, 100% capacity is back, you'll you'll never have an, like, the only time you'd ever have an issue getting into a park on a 100% capacity day would be a day where they would, like, red flag it, you know? Like, when they would do those right. phased, like... I don't know, though. I wonder how close we are. The only thing I could see holding Disney back from capacity right now is cast members. Yeah, I could see that. I know they're still trying to hire, and I know not a lot of people want to go get jobs. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing I can think of. So we have a list of attractions for Disney's early entry program, which is replacing Extra Magic Hours. Okay. It begins on October 1st, 2021, and the attraction lineup has been announced today. Here's everything they'll be operating during early theme park entry for Walt Disney World Resort hotel guests. Um, Magic Kingdom, Small World, Astro Orbiter, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, Dumbo, Bad Tea Party, Philhar Magic, Peter Pan, uh, Prince Charming's Regal Carousel, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Space Mountain, Barnstorm, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Tomorrowland Speedway, Tomorrowland Transit Authority, People Mover, Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid, Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Conspicuous by its absence there was Splash Mountain. Hmm. And Haunted Mansion? Yeah, I didn't see Haunted Mansion on this list. Okay. That's kind of weird, right? It's a little weird. Epcot, Beauty and the Beast sing-along, Frozen Ever After, Mission Space, Soaring Around the World, Spaceship Earth, Test Track, Season Nemo and Friends. Pretty much everything. Right. Disney's Hollywood Studios, Alien Swirling Saucers, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith, Slinky Dog Dash, Star Tours, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Animal Kingdom is Avatar Flight of Passage, Dinosaur, Expedition Everest, Tough to Be a Bug, Navi River Journey, Triceratops Spin. So not Kilimanjaro Safaris. I get that. They they probably have a schedule as far as bringing the animals out, feeding, all sorts of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Participating hotels include All-Star Movies, Music Sports, Art of Animation, Pop Century, uh, Campsites at Fort Wilderness, Caribbean Beach, Coronado Springs, Port Orleans, French Quarter, and Riverside, Cabins at Fort Wilderness Resort, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Beach Club, Boardwalk, Contemporary, Grand Floridian, Polynesian Village, Wilderness Lodge, Yacht Club, Bay Lake Tower at Contemporary, Boulder Ridge at Wilderness Lodge, Copper Creek at Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Village, Jumbo House, and Kidani Village, Beach Club Villas, Boardwalk Villas, Old Key West, Polynesian Village and bung- uh, vi- Villas and Bungalows, uh, the Riviera Resort, Saratoga Springs, the Villas at Grand Floridian, the Swan, the Dolphin, the Swan Reserve, which is coming soon, Shades of Green, the Military Resort, Signia by Hilton, Orlando Bonnet Creek, Waldorf Astoria, Orlando, 
Bee Resort and Spa, Lake Buena Vista, Doubletree Suites by Hilton Orlando, Hilton Orlando Buena Vista uh, Palace, Hilton Orlando Lake Buena Vista, Holiday Inn Orlando, Wyndham Garden Lake Buena Vista, Wyndham Lake Buena Vista, and Four Seasons Resort Orlando. So a lot of those Disney Springs hotels are getting in on this. Nice. Along with the Bonnet Creek area. Right. Disney's Disability Access Service, also known as DAS, is getting revamped in in response to something that we're going to be talking about later. The Disability Access Service will get a major overhaul with the arrival of Disney Genie later this year. Guests will be able to register for the service via video chat up to 30 days before arrival. Now, this is a big thing because typically you have to register for it in person at Guest Relations. Uh, they will also be able to select two experiences per day via the DAS Advanced Planning option. In addition, once at the park, instead of having to physically go to an experience or to a kiosk to obtain a return time from a cast member, registered guests in the DAS program and their party members will be able to make return time selections right from the My Disney Experience app during the day of a park visit. Disney's also moved to address the abuse of, any abuse of the system by making it clear that any false information given to obtain a DAS pass will not be tolerated. In a DAS FAQ on the official Disney site, the company states if Disney determines that any of the statements a guest made in or guest makes in the process of obtaining a DAS are not true, the guests will be permanently barred from entering Walt Disney World Resort and the Disneyland Resort and any previously purchased annual passes, magic key passes, tickets and other park products and services will be forfeited and not refunded. So there you go. Okay. I, I think they have to make that known because I think that a lot of people now are going to try to abuse that system. Of course they are. That they're I think a lot of people do abuse it. I, I yeah. think Disney would have a hard time proving that people are being false well, that's I mean? the other thing like i think that it's very difficult because like to to get people to like to prove that somebody's lying right now, how do you prove that yeah so i think they're just kind of covering their butts by saying that like making the right. threat so people won't try mirrors connect will replace magical express and it is now taking bookings mirrors transportation the third party operator of existing magical express is now accepting bookings for its new mirrors connect service beginning january 1st 2022 Mirrors Connect will serve Orlando International Airport and the Disney Resort area with two service levels, Standard and Premium. Standard is a shared service on a bus or van, making a limited number of stops on the way to your destination. Premium is a direct service with limited to no wait time. Introductory rates for the Standard Round Trip service are $32 per adult and $27 per child. Premium rates are $200 for up to four passengers and $55 per additional passenger. So again, something that was free. Yeah, that has been taken away, and now you get to pay for it. Uh, Disney previously announced its plans to end Magical Express Airport transportation and at the end of 2021. In a statement, Disney said vacationers have more options to choose from than ever before for transportation, including rideshare services that save time or offer more flexibility to go where they want when they want. In light of this shift, when Disney Resort Hotel bookings open for stays in 2022, we will no longer offer Disney's Magical Express service for airport transportation starting with arrivals January 1st, 2022. We will continue to operate the service for new and existing reservations made at Disney Resort Hotels for arrivals throughout 2021. Additionally, complimentary transportation options such as buses, monorails, and Disney Sky Skyliner will continue to be available within Walt Disney World Resort for Disney Resort Hotel guests, including to and from all four theme parks. <sighs> so, I mean, we've talked about this at length. Yep. Since 2005, Disney has had Magical Express, and now it doesn't have it because we know you want to you want to decide how you get to Disney because you obviously didn't have that choice before. You couldn't just opt out of Magical Express and take an Uber if that was what you wanted. It's so my favorite thing Disney does is when they try they do these horrible things and they're like, This is for you. 
I mean, and I get the PR spin, but like it's just so ridiculous. It is. We know we know that this ultra convenient way of getting to the parks that we've created for you just isn't doing it for you anymore. Well, conveniently free. Yeah, you hate this, right? All right, resort news. New dining is coming to the Contemporary Resort. Steakhouse 71 will debut later this year at Disney's Contemporary Resort as part of the world's most magical celebration. It's replacing the wave in the resort's lobby. The Steakhouse 71 will be a new casual-themed restaurant, taking its name from the Contemporary Resort's opening year. In addition to Steakhouse 71, Disney has also confirmed that a new dining experience will be coming to the California Grill. As part of the experience, there will be a new limited-time menu drawing on the history of the restaurant. Disney's Contemporary Resort is currently undergoing a major refurbishment that will see new guest rooms, a new lobby, and new dining dining experiences. No water park news, but we do have some uh, Disney Springs news in news of... From now on, whenever anyone asks you... What's the biggest waste of money any company has ever undergone? We have a new answer to that question. And it is? The NBA experience is over and done with at Disney Springs. I, I gotta admit, I was pretty shocked when I saw that. I, I mean, look, and at the end of the day, Disney didn't pay for it. The NBA did. So this is a waste right. on the NBA's part. But So it opened on the west side at Disney Springs in August 2019, replacing Disney Quest and struggled to gain a footing among guests because, you know. Who wants to go do that on a Disney vacation? (coughs) It was operated by Disney, and several attempts were made to boost attendance, including discounted tickets and bundling admission with other passes. There were more than 13 interactive basketball activities available, including dunk, shot, dribble, slingshot, and arcades. Pricing was $34 at the time of closing. Both the retail store and the NBA experience itself closed along with Walt Disney World in the COVID pandemic in March 2020, and neither reopened with the rest of Disney Springs in the summer of 2020. Both the store and the experience remain closed and will never reopen. There's no word on what's going to replace. What do you think they should replace this with? It's so hard. I mean, if they're really insistent on getting, you know, someone else to come into that spot, I'm just really curious who would who would do it. The NHL experience. I'm all there for that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because Floridians love hockey. See, I would say this would be a great place for the WWE Hall of Fame because they're looking to open their Hall of Fame in Orlando, by all reports, but that'll be at Universal. Yeah, there's no way Disney would want to tackle that. Yeah, it's definitely going to be at Universal because they've got this. They, there's WWE posters all over Universal now. Well, isn't, well, yeah, because isn't WWE tied in with NBC Universal? Yes. Uh, and right, so, so the WWE why. Network has moved to Peacock. Which is why. So, I mean, I could see uh, my friend and I were talking about this. Like, do you think Universal will ever do a WWE attraction? But I was like, with the nature of WWE, you can't really like, like do an attraction with like their current crop of superstars, because in five years you have an entire new group of people. Unless it was like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Hulk Hogan. You know, like like legends that are never gonna die. You know, like or well, they'll die right. eventually. But like that, like they're they will always be WWE guys. Yes. So like that, but I think that if Universal does a WWE attraction, it'll be the physical Hall of Fame. Like that new show, WWE's uh, Greatest Hidden Treasures or whatever, like that, like Pawn Stars kind of thing, where they go to find like like it's all for the Hall of Fame. So okay. one has to assume that they're going to build a physical hall of fame it'll be in orlando and it'll be at universal makes sense magic kingdom news disney has reviewed revealed new uh new information on enchantment disney enchantment the nighttime spectacular coming to magic kingdom on october 1st 
Disney says that the new spectacular inspires everyone to believe in magic with captivating Disney music, enhanced lighting, immersive projection effects that extend for the first time down Main Street USA, and an emotional original song entitled You Are the Magic by seven-time Grammy winner Philip Lawrence. Throughout the show, stunning fireworks fill the sky, providing a great experience for guests throughout the park and neighboring resort hotels. Since opening day in 1971, dazzling fireworks shows have provided that perfect exclamation point at the end of a fantastic day at Magic Kingdom Park, said Mark Renfrow, show director of Disney Live Entertainment. From fantasy in the sky and wishes to holiday spectaculars and happily ever after, each new show has raised the bar and the best is yet to come. I can't wait for everyone to see what we're creating with Disney Enchantment. So, in Disney Enchantment, we join dreamers like Tiana, Miguel, Rapunzel, and brothers Ian and Barley from Onward. We set out on an incredible journey with adventurers such as Moana, Raya, and Judy Hopps. Joe Gardner from Disney and Pixar Soul takes us into the zone, where we discover a whimsical world inspired by the style of legendary Disney artist Mary Blair, and filled with beloved characters from classic stories like Beauty and the Beast, Alice in Wonderland, and contemporary tales including Luca and Wreck-It Ralph. Everything builds to a climactic moment as Tinkerbell takes flight, spreading shimmering gold pixie dust and empowering us all to believe in ourselves and the magic all around us. So they are still including Tinkerbell in this, thankfully. Well, that's good. Yeah. Disney Enchantment features characters, moments, and music from dozens of Disney and Pixar animated films. The show takes us beyond the ordinary to a land of magic where we're swept up in a world of wonder filled with friendship, love, and fun. Through it all, we'll discover we only have to look within to find the power to believe and make dreams come true because the magic was inside us all along. Debuts October 1st in the Magic Kingdom Park as part of the World's Most Magical Celebration. I'm excited for this. Me too. Why not? You know, like, Happily Ever After wasn't around so much where I'm where I have this, like, huge, like, you know, respect and appreciation for it. Yeah, I get that. It was fun, but I'm I'm excited for a new thing. And I'm kind of glad that they I'm kind of glad that they cut it off as soon as they did, because I think they learned their lesson with wishes that when you leave a show in place for over a decade, it becomes a staple and people don't like to see it go. You're right. I mean, don't be surprised if these shows are much uh, changed out much quicker than you would think. I think every five years you're getting a new show. Yep. New details have emerged about the Splash Mountain Princess and the Frog redo. Um, as seen in, in the latest artist rendering, which is Tiana and Naveen in a boat on the bayou with Louis the Alligator in the water. Uh, the story will take place after the final kiss as Naveen and Louis join Tiana on her latest adventure, hosting a one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras celebration where everyone is welcome, during which some original music inspired by songs from the film will bring guests into the story. Tiana is leading the way, and fans will be able to encounter old friends and make new ones along the way. In addition to this new concept, our Disney has also released a 30-minute video with a roundtable chat with Carmen Smith, creative executive, vice president, inclusive strategies for Walt Disney Imagineering, Charita Carter, senior producer for Walt Disney Imagineering, and Marlon West, VFX supervisor for Walt Disney Animation Studios. Quote, Tiana actually invites us as the guests to go on an adventure with her in the bayou. And the fun thing about it is we, as the guests, we are active participants in this adventure. Uh, this is from project leader Charita Carter. So she acknowledges us and just being the witty person that she is, she takes us through this amazing journey. <coughs> Where we get to discover not only characters that we know and love from the film, but an opportunity to be introduced to some new characters. She also went on to say that the new audio animatronics will, quote, change the game. Disney has yet rele- has not yet released a closing date for Splash Mountain or a timeline for the completion of the retheme. So there you go. Exciting stuff. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I'm glad that it's not just retelling the movie, that it's like an original story. Right. Because I wanted to see Tiana throughout this. I didn't want to see her as a frog the whole time. I agree. 
So very excited for that. Um, you know, when I was on Splash Mountain last time, I'm in the laughing place, and I'm like, oh, this is definitely going to be like a friends on the other side, like Dr. Facilier moment down here. Like, this is going to be the scary stuff. Oh, that's going to be cool. <clears throat> the Magic Kingdom ferry boat might be getting a second level exit. A lot of work is taking place around the Magic Kingdom ferry boat this week, lending weight to the possibility that Disney is adding an entry and exit point to the second level of boats. I saw this actually the other day when I was mm. at the Magic Kingdom. A new gangway is being prepared on the shore of the Seven Seas Lagoon, which has the same look as the gangways that currently lead the ferry boats from the dock. In addition, we can see some risers next to the gangway that will be needed to get it at the same height as the second level. On board the Admiral Joe Fowler, the front and rear standing areas alongside the cockpit have been removed and new gates have been installed. This would roughly mirror what is in place for the lower level for entry and exit. Finally, crews are installing new pilings in the water between the boat docks that could be used to support the risers that we need to enable the entry and exit from the second floor via the new gangway. Guests exiting from the second level currently have to merge with guests on the lower level, which creates a bottleneck that this new capability would eliminate. The concept of adding a second level entry and exit was rumored several years ago, but never came to fruition. And Disney has yet to confirm the changes. This makes sense because I was on the boat and I like to stand in the front of the boat and I couldn't because there were construction walls. And I was like, what's going on there? And I saw them. I saw them installing installing the pilings. And I was like, I wonder what's going on there. So there you go. Hmm. Makes sense. I know you don't take the ferry boat very often or ever. I don't. Uh, But I I like it. If you were to drive to Magic Kingdom, though, on a trip where you have your car, you would have to. Well, you'd probably take the monorail, but. Right. In a post-COVID world, my aversion to the monorail has become even more so. Oh, that's pretty funny. I do know a lot of people prefer the ferry. Yeah. So, oh, it's just such a better experience. I know it takes a little longer, but I like the wind in my hair. What can I say? Epcot news. The old future world music is is just disappearing little by little. All right, this really makes me upset. I know, because I love this music so much. There, there is nothing like that bum, 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 ba-da-dum, bum, bum, like as you walk into Epcot. Like that was, yeah. it really set the mood. The former Epcot main entrance music still playing around the ticket booth area has now been removed. When the new mu- main entrance music debuted at Epcot in March 2021, the previous music loop continued to be played around security in the ticket booths. The new main area entrance loop now plays throughout the entire area and as of last week, all the way into Future World East near to Test Track. The only remaining area playing the old Epcot Future World music is now Future World West. So hang out in Future World West if you want that. For now. I know. I know. A Tiana-themed playground has opened in Epcot. The children's playground in Epcot's Future World East has been updated as a new Tiana-themed area. Announced as part of Disney's World Princess Week, Disney said it's an awesome offering the guests can enjoy during the kickoff of Walt Disney World Resort's 50th anniversary celebration. Playground has gone through a couple of theme changes over the years, including a Wreck-It Ralph overlay. There was also a Toy Story overlay at one point. Do you remember that? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, it, it, quite a lot. Um, they, they they do quite a lot with these playgrounds. They like to turn them over here and there. So it's not this is not going to be Tiana forever. But, right. But I like that they can keep it fresh. Yeah. The latest version featuring Tiana is a very light overlay of what is already there. There have been no additional activities added or any expansion of the playground. You can find the playground across from Test Track in Future World East. Character cavalcades have ended at Epcot. No more character cavalcades. Okay. Uh, they came to an end over the weekend with the final performance of the Princess Promenade. Princesses will now be appearing in distance locations around World Showcase. <clears throat> Aurora and Belle are currently meeting near to the France Pavilion. 
As with Alice at the United Kingdom and Anna and Elsa at the Norman Pavilion, there is physical distancing with guests taking photos from the other side of a barrier. Princess Jasmine is also appearing on, on, a, on the stage at the Morocco Pavilion, where the bands would usually play. Mary Poppins is appearing in the gardens at the United Kingdom. And Mickey, the Mickey Mouse and Frozen Cavalcades closed earlier this year, leaving just the Princess Promenade. You can find Mickey and friends near Spaceship Earth now. The cavalcades were originally introduced with the reopening of the parks in summer 2020 to offer physically distanced character appearances. They still take place at Magic Kingdom, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Disney's Animal Kingdom. I worked from uh, Magic Kingdom last week, at, and I, I chose... Um, a As a new... cast member? No. I like, did my job from there because I work remotely. I just brought my computer. I know. I just like, you know, yeah, no. thinking that you're like a cast member, when even when you do your own job. Yes. Um... So I was sitting at Casey's Corner. I got a hot dog and just kind of sat down and did my work. And it was nice, you know, working with the view of the castle. But I saw all the cavalcades that came by. And there's a lot of them in Magic Kingdom. Like a whole lot. That's cool. Yeah. Disney is planning a return of the Candlelight Processional this holiday season. Did you see this? I did. So uh, Disney's already in the advanced planning stages and is beginning the process of recruiting the choirs to perform in the show. The Candlelight Processional did not take place in 2020 due to the COVID pandemic and and with no vaccine available at that time. Disney did not mention the Candlelight Processional in its July 12th update on the Walt Disney World holiday season, but a recent company-wide policy regarding COVID vaccinations may be enough to greenlight the show for 2021. Disney will require all of its salaried and non-union cast members to be vaccinated by September 30th, 2021, and they've just come to an agreement with the unions that all unionized cast members will have to be vaccinated soon. So, uh, the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays begins November 26th, takes place daily through November through December 30th. Space 220 is opening. It is opening in mid-September 2021, according to Walt Disney World. The Space 220 restaurant menu features a two-course prefix menu for lunch and a three-course prefix menu for dinner, created by executive chef Mark Kush. Wouldn't it be awesome if we knew what was on that menu? I know. We know nothing about anything. Like, this is opening in mid-September, which is less than a month less away. Less than a month away, yeah. Like, a few weeks away, and you can't make reservations or know what they're going to serve. Yep. I, I am, I'm really worried about this one. Our, and I feel like um, that video that they put out, who was it? Was it Zach Ridley? Someone released like a little TikTok where they're like walking through Space 220. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I, I feel like it didn't really do wonders for that restaurant. Okay. This is really just, um, this is really, I, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be awesome. I hope it is. I'm actually going to try and go there. I just feel like it's Coral Reef. In space. <laughs> it probably is Coral Reef in space. I'm definitely going to go there, too. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the theming. We'll see about the food. All right. No Animal Kingdom news this week, but we do have some Hollywood Studios news. We got Galactic Star Cruiser news and pricing. Now, this dropped shortly after our last episode, so this has been now for a right. couple weeks, but we haven't really talked about it yet. And, you know, not as bad as we thought it was going to be, but also not good. So... Uh, for two guests in the entry-level standard cabin in an off-season during late August and September, the total cost would be $4,809 for two days. <sighs> what is included? You get a two-night stay in a cabin or suite, ongoing immersive interactive entertainment where choices determine your experience, food and beverages on the Star Cruiser, excluding alcohol and specialty beverages, um, and quick service meal at Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo, 
or other select locations at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios for your planetary excursion to Galaxy's Edge for one day on day two. You also get valet parking, exclusive Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser data band, known on your home planet as a magic band. So it's just a magic band. It's not a... Uh, for a group of four, pricing is closer to $6,000, Peter Mandel, for your family. Oof. On an off-season, August to September, in a cheap room. I can't imagine a world where I would do this with my family, mostly because I don't know how much they would care. I know. And I think selling the concept of, hey, we're going to go do this, but you guys can't go to Magic Kingdom or anything. This is like an immersive experience. We just stay here. Yeah. Okay. I saw the itinerary, you know, the, uh, you know. Yes, which itinerary. I have right here. I, I don't know if there's anything on there I care about. They're and also I saying love you Star can, Wars. And they're also saying you can dress up as part of your favorite, as part of your, as your Star Wars favorites. And originally... They said they were going to give you costumes as part of the experience. Now they're not right. doing that anymore. I don't know if I even want to dress up. It's not really my, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know how much of this appeals to me. Well, Disney has also confirmed that clothes from your home planet are also welcome. So here's the sample itinerary. Day one, arrive at the terminal, launch to the Star Cruiser, ship orientation, which is a half an hour experience. Light refreshments are served for a half hour. Sabak lessons, which I have no interest in. Right. Muster, whatever that is. The captain's reception. Dinner featuring live music. Outer rim regalia. regalia, uh, Then an unexpected story moment. For example, you might prove your mettle and join an elite smuggling ring or hide a stowaway to help the resistance. I would give that stowaway right up to the first order. (laughs) Uh, Then you have bridge training and a special atrium entertainment. All right. Day two. Breakfast, then transportation shuttle to Batu. You get Star Wars Rise of the Resistance from 8.45 to 9.30. Then a story moment. For example, you might broker a deal for a heist or arrange to steal a ship from the First Order. Then you have Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, lunch at the docking bay. This all seems very, like, structured. Like, all right, everybody, like, we're at Hollywood Studios now, but you have to go to Rise of the Resistance now, then you have to go to Smuggler's Run, then you have to go to lunch. Then you have transportation shuttle back to the Star Cruiser, which takes 10 minutes. Then you have lightsaber training for a half hour, droid racing competition, build a model ship, the Sabak tournament from all that Sabak training, uh, cocktails at Sublight Lounge, which are not included, by the way, uh, taste around the galaxy dinner, and then another story moment. For example, you might put the heist plan into action or bring the stolen ship aboard and watch out for the first order. And then a spectacular finale. Then the next day, Day three, you get breakfast, and then you are back at the terminal by ten a.m. Six grand, Peter Mandel. Yeah, I, do, I don't. I don't. This stinks. I'm sorry. This stinks. Listen, we can't say it for sure. I need people to actually do it for real and then find out. You know, but but I agree. Right now, it's not something I really, really. It just doesn't like sound fun. Do. I know. Like, you know as, and we're the biggest Star Wars fans ever, and this doesn't sound fun. It's funny, a couple of my friends, like, we were like, uh, you know, we're going to do this. Because, like, instead of bringing, like, our wives and kids, like, who maybe don't care mm-hmm. this much about it, we're like, we'll go. Like, you know, we'll we'll do it. Like, just the boys. And honestly, like, it's so funny because my one friend's like, wait a minute, like, we can't go to Epcot? Like, yeah. while we're there? Yeah. And I'm like, no, dude, this is what you're paying for. And he's like, oh. Like, I feel like they don't even want to do it. Yeah. Who I I I could not care less about Sabak. I, yeah, I don't care about it either. 
You know, I, there's so much of this that I'm like, I don't want to do this. And then I don't want to go to Batu and have my day be structured by someone else for $6,000. You don't even get a third day. You're out the door. You're out the door by 10 a.m. I know. <clears throat> the food looks decent. Um, You know, they showed they showed pictures of some of the food. I'm not going to go into all of it, but. Um, breakfast and lunch are also available in the glamorous Crown of Corellia dining room. You can start your day with a unique off-planet breakfast of hot and cold small plates and a variety of beverages, including juices, coffee, and Bubo Wamba Family Farms Blue Milk. During lunch, choose from a collection of small bites like sandwiches, soups, mini flatbreads, assorted salads, and sweets. This also sounds like this isn't like a cruise ship where you just have like the dining room open all day and you can just walk in and take food whenever you want. Right. Mind you, I'm planning a Disney cruise on the brand new Disney Wish for next year. And okay. like like this this is like as expensive as a 5-day cruise to the Bahamas. Yeah, but aren't you going to wish that you were on uh on the Star Cruiser? The Halcyon? No, I'm not. I'm going to be a Castaway Key enjoying life. All right. Uh and that's the news this week. So we're going to take a quick okay. break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse.
If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop cues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. Hello, humans! My name is Morty Monster, and I'm... Uh, well, I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the Monster World, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you. I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster. This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, for 227 episodes before this... We have chosen our e-ticket attractions to highlight some of the best and most wonderful things coming to Walt Disney World or that have been have been around Walt Disney World. Things that you've experienced in the past, present, or things you would experience in the future. This is not one of those weeks. Uh, so Disney recently announced the creation of Disney Genie and Disney Genie Plus, which has gone over about as poorly as anything has ever gone over with the Disney community at large. So, because Disney Genie is going to become such an important part of people's trips going forward, we felt that this was something we had to discuss, and we had to be completely honest about our feelings about with it. So, buckle up, because there's going to be some good in here, because there is some good in this. 
but there's also going to be some bad. So buckle up for our e-ticket attraction of the week. Pete and I are talking about Disney Genie and Disney Genie Plus. And this uh, e-ticket attraction, as all our e-ticket attractions, are brought to you by our friends at Kingdom Strollers. For all of your crib and stroller rental needs in the Orlando area, check out KingdomStrollers.com. They'll deliver the crib or stroller of your dreams right to your Disney resort. Okay. So, this was revealed. We all knew it was coming. We all had a feeling. And elephant in the room, this is the Fast Pass Slayer. This is the thing that gets rid of FastPass and FastPass Plus and creates a paid system where you are now paying for something you once got, you've gotten for free for decades, and they have not added anything to it. In fact, they've they've probably made it a little bit worse. Well, we can't say they've made it worse until we see it in action. Well, they've taken away your ability to plan them in advance. Right, but we don't know if that makes it worse either. Which you know and, I, I mean? and I remember our first, our first, you know, our first ever episode was was Fast Pass Plus and My Magic Plus, and right. I remember you being like, "I don't like this having to plan three fast, you know, fast passes in advance," and we you were all up in arms about that. But right until we figured out the system and right. figured out how to maximize it, it worked out great. Yeah, but you're Listen, not figuring I, out this system I, without paying money. I can't tell you that I'm super against this. Don't get me wrong. Of course, I'm super against paying for it. No one wants to pay oh, an extra $420 as yeah. it's going to cost me on my next trip. Yes. No one wants that. I understand this. Mm-hmm. But I also get that, you know, listen, Disney's a company. This is this was inevitable almost. You know what I mean? So you're going to pay for this. I am going to pay for it. I got to at least try it. I can't not try it. I, 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 like, I really want to say... That I'll take some grand moral stand and never pay for this, but I can't say that. No, of course you will. Listen, the problem is, is this is going to create a class system at Disney World. Yes, and that's the issue here, and that's going to be the problem. Yes, but even that, I it's, don't it's know. It's pay because... to play. It's pay. It's it's pay to play. Pay to win. Right. I mean, you're going to have people going down the lightning lane, and people who have Genie Plus on the regular lane also, because you know maybe they're. You know, the way it seems to me is you can make a fast pass. Forgive me, I'm going to end up calling it that forever. Yeah. Um, you can make one for a ride that, you know, maybe that's an hour from now. And and you're obviously going to go on other rides and wait on standby lines. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see how it's going to work. Why wouldn't they call it a dash pass? Like, you know, like like dash from from uh, Incredibles. Oh, or... I don't know. I like Lightning Lane. It's a good name. Do you think it's going to be like Lightning McQueen themed? They haven't shown any like artwork for it. I don't need it to be. I hope it's not. Uh, so, all right. So I'm going to walk you through the genie and then we'll comment as we go. Okay. Disney has announced that Disney Genie, part of the My Disney Experience app, will arrive in Di- uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland in fall of 2021. Genie Plus will be available at Walt Disney World for $15 per person and will include access to the Lightning Lane, previously FastPass, for one attraction at a time with a designated arrival time. In addition, top-tier attractions not included in Genie Plus will be available for individual purchase at a price not yet announced. Uh, we understand from various sources that Disney will be asking for between $4 and $24 per person per ride, depending on the category of attractions. Most attractions that were previously part of Fast Pass Plus will be included in the flat rate Genie Plus, but top tier attractions and new attractions like Rise of the Resistance and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will require an individual purchase of Lightning Lane access. So you purchase Lightning Lane, right? And you can make Fast Passes, but you can't make Fast Passes for the big rides. Well, but those how many big rides do... are we talking about? 
I mean, you got to think Rise of the Resistance. You got to think Remy. You got to think Tron when it opens. I would, I would probably assume Flight of Passage would be on there. I don't, I don't think so. It's still got two hour waits every day. All right, listen. Here's the thing you got to remember, and and think about this. Now, remember, you don't need Genie Plus to to purchase these rides, right? So here's the thing you got to remember. Let's take Rise of the Resistance out of it, right? It's a 20-minute ride. Not all the people in the park can get on it. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Remy's. Dude, that ride's got to be four minutes. Yeah. They're going to be able to accommodate people. <clears throat> yeah. You're talking about World Showcase in Epcot. Do I think it's going to be packed? Oh, I think it's going to be packed. But do I think that every person drinking at Food and Wine is like, I got to get on Remy's? I don't, no, I, I don't think it's going to that. I think it'll be packed for the first year, and then I think it's going to slow down significantly. Right. But do I think you have to pay to get on Remy's? I actually don't think you do. Probably not. I think you're going to be able to get on this. You might have to wait. I already told my kids. I'm like, listen, we all really want to do it. We're probably going to have to wait. You just got to be okay with that concept. Yeah. But I honestly, other than Rise of Resistance, what do you have to pay for? What are you not riding, Kevin? I think you it's don't things that this? are. I think it's things that are coming. I think it's Tron. I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, you're talking about rides that are probably going to be four to six minutes long. And, and that's huge. That plays a huge factor in how many people they can turn around in, right. in an hour. You know, I mean, that's the reason why everyone can't ride Rise of Resistance. The ride's too long. They can't accommodate everyone that's in the park. It's actually not possible. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get that these things are pay and everyone's like freaking out about it. But I guarantee that, you know, if people see that Tron's a two and a half hour wait, they're going to be like, I'll pay for it. Do you know what I mean? Probably. Which When which, you can just but wait. That also makes me feel gross. Like. I, I Listen, I get it. All right, so let's to talk me, about the to me the pay aspect of it is only if I physically cannot ride it on my trip. Yeah. Okay, but here is is my issue. Now, are they going to make fewer Rise of the Resistance like virtual queue positions available now because they have to hold things for people to purchase their way onto this ride? They they have to. Yeah, exactly, and that's horrible. Like, you already have a ride that not everybody can ride. Now you're going to gouge them for it. Right. I think it's disgusting. I'm I'm so irritated by it. Yeah, I can't say that I love that part. Yeah, how could you? How could anyone? It, it's vile. And I know I'm being overwhelmingly negative, but you know what? In 227 episodes before this, we have really not been negative. This is disgusting. Like we know we got we know we we you know we know your kids really want to go on this and instead of giving everyone the same fair shake we're just going to take take some of it away and make you pay for it. How much do we think Rise of Resistance would cost? I got to think it's got to be close to the $24 mark per person. Would I spend $100 to ride that? They're saying because they're saying they, these these attractions are going to be between what they said three and like twenty four dollars I think is what we oh, between four and twenty four dollars per person per ride depending on the category of attraction you got to think rise of the resistance is top tier there I know this is going to sound terrible and I literally just told my kids this the other night yeah. we've ridden this ride a couple times yeah I'm okay if I don't get on it next time yeah maybe I know that sounds crazy I know I, I get it I can't imagine spending a hundred dollars no course not all right so let's get into some of the features that aren't murdering our fast pass experience so disney genie offers a number of free features that do not require the 15 dollars genie plus option including 
You can get itinerary updates from morning to night. Disney Genie continues to update your itinerary throughout the day so you can be more spontaneous and go with the flow. Find your favorites at a glance. Create your very own personal tip board to instantly see your favorites. It will display current and forecasted future wait times, helping you predict when you might experience quicker entry to attractions. And enjoy more flexibility and fun. Disney Genie brings existing planning features together in one place. Um... Join a virtual queue at certain attractions, make dining and experience reservations, mobile order food at many locations, and get help from a virtual assistant and more. Okay, so now here, I'm seeing this as like, basically this is they're trying to put touring plans out of out of business at right. that point. Yeah. Because yeah. like touring plans is a service that you can use on, it's a third party service where you can like, it gives you like the projected crowd calendar and projected yep. wait yep. times and you can create an itinerary through it for, for a cost. So this is giving you that for free, uh, which, which I, as a planner, as someone who loves to plan their trip, I love this idea. I think it's great. But let's also look at, they're they're telling everybody that's using this app that at four o'clock Pirates of the Caribbean is going to have a short wait time. It's not going to have a short wait time anymore. Well, that's what Disney wants, though. They want to even it out. So okay, to so bring down the highly traffic times and bring up the low traffic times. Right. <clears throat> like if everyone used this to its full extent, and they said at four o'clock Pirates of the Caribbean is going to have a low wait time, then the time to go on it's mm-hmm. right now because people right. aren't going to go on it right now. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's really just a matter of like how the people are going to use it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's discuss the lightning lane and how it works. For the price of $15 per ticket per day at Walt Disney World Resort and $20 per ticket per day at Disneyland, you choose the next available time to arrive at a variety of attractions and experiences using the lightning lane entrance. You can make one selection at a time throughout the day from classics like Haunted Mansion to thrill rides like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and newer favorites like Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, attractions subject to limited availability. Disney Genie Plus will also include Disney Parks-themed audio experiences and photo features to capture your memories, so like augmented reality stuff like lenses and whatnot, which, you know, that looks your, your, da- your daughter will love it, probably. Individual attraction selections uh, allow you to schedule time to arrive at up to two highly demanded attractions each day using the Lightning Lane entrance, like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Space Mountain and Magic Kingdom and Radiator Springs Racing at California Adventure Theme Park. Pricing for this option will vary by date, attraction, and park. It will be announced closer to launch. Space Mountain? Space Mountain's not included in Lightning Lane? There you go. Now, are you going to pay $16 to ride Space Mountain? Would you pay $4? No. I bet you a lot of people would. I would pay nothing to ride a Here's ride that I don't is understand. included on my I, ticket. Yeah, I don't under. Well, theoretically, you don't, but that's the thing. You don't have to. They're not saying you have to pay $4 to ride this. No, but if online. you don't, you're, you're, you're going to wait. You're going to wait longer. Yeah, but who knows how long you're going to wait anyway, and that's the great mystery that we have here. So at this point, you know, if you're going to spend money on it, it, that is of your own volition. You don't have to. Which is really my point about Rise to Resistance, because you don't have that opportunity there. Disney has not provided a list of attractions that will be part of, indiv- of the individual purchases, but WDW Magic expects to see Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, Slinky Dog Dash, Space Mountain, Seven Doors Mine Train, Test Track, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Flight of Passage, and Kilimanjaro Safaris to not be a part of Disney Plus and require individual purchase. How are you feeling about that? Right. Have you a test track? Kilimanjaro safaris. I mean, again, 
it's not that you can't wait for it. No, it's not that you can't wait. And the and the sta- to be fair, the standby times might be less now. Right. Because there won't be, you know, the standby times have been less with no fast pass. Right. If you've noticed. Like Of course. Yeah, so it all depends on how many people are actually going to do this. For all guests at Walt I mean, Disney really, World. Really, the problem is if everyone bought Disney, if everyone bought Genie Plus, everyone, I mean, literally everyone that walks through the door buys it, the system automatically neuters itself. Disney would love it because they don't care. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But there would really be like, everyone would be using this this lightning lane system. So it, the, the lines wouldn't really be short at all. True. Very true. For all guests at Walt Disney World, the first Genie Plus selection we made <coughs> at 7 a.m. on the day of your visit. Guests staying at Walt Disney World Resort Hotels will be able to make individual lightning lane attractions at 7 a.m. ahead of guests who will not be able to make selections until the park opens. Okay, so if you're staying at a resort, you can do 7 a.m. If you're not, then, you know, more class system. If you're not, then you have to wait till the park opens. So no longer can you do things ahead of time. No more planning your fast passes in advance. Right. Lightning Lane selections will be made on the same day of your visit and can be used across multiple theme parks. Attractions will continue to offer a traditional standby queue or a virtual queue at certain attractions like Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Disney is also making some enhancements. We talked about this, the disability pass. Um, All right. Frequently asked questions. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Uh, WW Magic has a list of like 20-something questions. I'm going to go through the ones that we have not answered already. Um if I don't want to buy Disney Genie Plus or individual attraction purchases, can I still ride? All attractions will still have a standby queue or virtual queue. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will feature a virtual queue and lightning lane access only. That's news that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is going to be virtual queue. Yeah. No, no I had heard that during the week. When does Disney Genie and Genie Plus launch? That's going to be fall 2021 with no specific date made available as of yet. Okay, how much does Disney Genie cost? Uh, the basic Disney Genie service is free, and then you have $15 at Walt Disney World for Genie Plus, 20 at Disneyland. Is Disney Genie a new app? No. Disney Genie will be accessed via My Disney Experience, the existing Walt Disney World app available on both iOS and Android devices. When can I add Disney Genie Plus to my ticket? Once launched in the fall, you'll be able to purchase Disney Genie Plus for $15 ahead of your visit as an add-on or purchase on the day of your visit. What attractions are available for Lightning Lane? Disney's not released a complete listing. However, from material released so far, the following will have Lightning Lane access. Astro Orbiter, Barnstormer, Big Thunder Mountain, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, Enchanted Tales of Bell, Haunted Mansion, Small World, Jungle Cruise, Mad Tea Party, Smuggler's Run, Winnie the Pooh, and Peter Pan's Flight. I did not see Splash Mountain on there either. You had me at Astro Orbiter. I'm in. Take my money. (laughs) Right. Uh, All right. How many Disney Genie Plus attractions... Uh, selections can I make? You can make one at a time throughout the day. Once you use one, you can make another. How many individual attraction purchases can I make? You can schedule to arrive at up to two per day. What attractions will not be a part of Disney Genie Plus and require an individual attraction purchase? Disney's confirmed that Rise of the Resistance Ratatouille Adventure Mine Train will not be part of uh, Genie Plus and will require individual attraction purchases. Although not yet confirmed, this is what we talked about before. They expect a, a whole bunch. Uh, do I have to buy Disney Genie Plus before I can make an individual attraction purchase? No. Individual attraction purchases can be made via Disney Genie without needing the Disney Genie Plus add-on. So if you just want to pay for Rise of the Resistance, you can do that. Right. When can I purchase individual attractions for Lightning Lane access? 
Uh, Walt Disney World Resort Hotel guests can purchase two individual attraction selections for Lightning Lane access at 7 a.m. on the day of their visit. Non-resort hotel guests can make a purchase when the park opens. When can I make Disney Genie Plus selections? Uh, again, 7 a.m. if you're a resort guest and a park opening if you're not. Um, will Genie Plus and individual attraction purchases be available during extended evening hours and early entry for Walt Disney World Resort Hotel guests? No. Only standby lines will be in use during these times. Do I have to purchase Genie Plus for the entire length of my trip? If purchased as part of a vacation package ahead of your visit, Genie Plus is purchased for the entire length of the stay at $15 per ticket per day. If not purchased ahead of time, it can be added on a day-by-day basis. How do you have to do that? I know too many people, which is the opposite of how I vacation, but I know too many people who will go to Disney for six days and spend half of them in the parks and half of them at the pool, which is not how I roll. But, you know, although I I guess it depends. I'm pretty sure Genie Plus is attached to your park ticket. I believe so. Not your hotel stay. Correct. Correct. So if you're only getting three, you know, three days of, of ticket, I guess it would just be attached to that. I suppose so. How does Disney Genie Plus and individual attraction purchase work for annual pass holders? Genie Plus can be purchased by Walt Disney World annual pass holders on the day of their visit for $15 per day. No discounts are available. And that's it. That's all that's all what we've got. I'm sorry that I'm this, really I'm sorry that this was so negative. I really am. I don't like doing that, but I gotta be we gotta be honest. You know? I'm excited for people to kind of do this and, you know, see how it works. I'm I'm interested to see, you know, what what's going to happen. I'm interested to see if people are going to actually pay for it. I think they will. Of course they will. Dude, this boo bash. There's only two days that are not sold out. Right. Come on. Like people will pay for anything. That is the the the, the big test. <laughs> I think it's going to be this and the Galactic Star Cruiser. I think that's going to be if people if those are huge smash financial successes, Disney is going to be like, wow, we can charge people for anything and they will buy it. Honestly, what else could they charge for? Are we going to get to the point where there's like a paid transportation card that you need to ride like monorails and ferries? I know. I know. But what else could they charge for? I mean, they already charge you at this point for everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I really don't. Somebody said this is a great commercial for universal studios universal's got to be happy as a clam right now but, I mean, universal does the same thing you yeah know? but you but here's the thing universals like i forget what they call their fast pass but um express pass. express pass it's better than this well it's it is more expensive than this but it's it is more expensive this. but it is better because you can ride over and over disney could never do that yeah there's yeah. too many disney couldn't do it because they have too many people there well, Express Pass, you just show up at the ride and you get right on, like whatever ride yeah. you want. Disney like, could never, and you, by the way, you want to get off that ride and ride it again? Get back on Unlimited Express Pass. Yeah. Disney couldn't do that. It's not but, possible. But Universal also excludes some of its rides. Like you can't Express Pass any of the Harry Potter rides from what I remember. That's not true. When I was just there, the only one you could not do in both parks was Hagrid's because it oh, just okay. opened. You know what? It, then it used to be the case that you couldn't do it for Green Gods. Right. But you can. I've done <clears> it. I guess you can now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's better. It's better. Like, here's the thing. Like, when you are when you're going to charge me for fast pass services, I expect that fast pass service to now be souped up in some way. This is not. It's well, it's souped up in since last year when there was nothing. Yeah, I suppose so. They're taking advantage of that. I suppose so. 
And now I think you're just going to get a ton of people that are going to try to try to abuse the disability service. And that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be terrible. Uh, and, and it's going to cause Disney to like not offer it anymore. I don't think they would ever do that. I don't think legally they can do that, but right. Well, I'm sure they could, but I don't think they would. So, all right. And and by the way, folks, this doesn't mean we hate Disney now. Like the show is not going to be this every week. Like we're still going to do, you know, going forward, we're going to be talking about all the things we love and you know all the experiences that are magical and wonderful and how much we can't wait for certain things like you know despite this one thing that i hate there's still so much that i love and there's so much that we all love and there's so many memories that we have that are attached to this this is not going to ruin disney for us and it shouldn't ruin disney for you either you know i've seen a lot of people that are like i'm never going to go again uh which you know that's your prerogative it's it's i'm not going to take that stance but no i mean that was that's just i get the sour grapes of this no one likes having to pay for it though Nobody i have does. i've seen a lot of people being like you know my one day at universal for my next trip just became three uh you know what i'm totally on board with that i i think that disney is pricing people out and i think that they're going to be like well i wanted you know x amount of theme park days so maybe now instead of doing five days at disney and and one day at universal I'm going to do, you know, three days at Disney and three days at Universal. Listen, the best thing Universal does is that if you stay at a certain tier hotel, you get that unlimited express pass for free. Yes. Because it really is a game changer. Now, the the negative of it is who's doing three days at Universal? I'm serious. What are you doing? I mean, for me, I think it's going to get a lot easier to spend a lot more time at Universal when the third gate, if it ever ends up happening. You, you're opens. probably right. Like, As of right now, I cannot. And I mean it, Kevin. I've tried on my last two trips. I cannot spend two whole days at Universal. I know. There's just nothing for me to do. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with Universal like ha- like. Ha- like half day half day and i'm pretty much done i mean legit you've ridden everything you wanted to ride yeah yep well um in in brighter news did you see that did you see that spider-man no way home trailer i did oh my god my head i think it looks okay my head exploded i think it looks better than okay i don't think they can show you very much i think you're seeing a lot of the first well they had no act. choice but to release it because it got leaked online right and i did not watch that i did i couldn't do it but my, my buddy nolan sent it to me and he's like you gotta watch this and i'm like oh i can't watch somebody's phone yeah yeah <laughs> not it, when I, I can't i'm pretty patient dude i can wait 24 hours i'll be okay the uh so i spoilers for this trailer if you haven't seen it yet when i like look seeing alfred molina de-aged and the hello peter at the end of the trailer is doc Ock. love it lovely wonderful that's not yeah. the moment that made me scream can you guess what moment made me what made me like like scream out in triumph the pumpkin bomb yes you knew this though right i did not know this what, what have you been living under a rock i i had heard people say oh what if willem defoe's in it and i was like There's oh, no, no we way. knew dude he was in it we've known this for a while i have not known this i had no idea he was in it and I think the reason they didn't show him was because they're redesigning the Goblin completely. Yeah, so the, a picture leaked out yesterday. A picture leaked out of Willem Dafoe. Yeah, but he has on like the purple. You can see it in the oh, picture. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't notice that. Yeah. 
I mean, with with the way Marvel, like, you know, we now have a Spider-Man suit that he can, like, use nanobots to, like, shloop onto himself. So, you know, I'm sure they can create a a goblin mask that conforms to Willem Dafoe's face. Uh, Also, my my buddy Nolan, who will watch these trailers and freeze frame and send me a picture of what looks like a sand wall with, with electricity. Yes, so, I mean, you're getting like a full Sinister Six. I this. think so, too. They, there's also uh, people are, are claiming to have seen the lizard in there also. Hmm. And I Michael that, Michael okay. Keaton has also kind of been pseudo confirmed to be returning as the vulture. Oh, I see. I did not hear that. I thought it was going to be like Rhino or something. I, I read an article about how like Michael Keaton like let it drop in an interview that like he's really confused by all this multiverse stuff because he's he has to deal with it in both. uh you know the flash movie and in spider-man right now uh-huh. yeah so everybody was like oh i guess you're in this uh now i mean we're, we're we're it's clear at this point i can't believe they didn't show us toby and andrew yeah so did you see that picture it leaked out this week supposedly of the two of them on set no on like a giant i don't know if it's the volume or whatever it is but they're i, I you know i think you're I think we already know at this point you're getting both of them. Yeah, I the three three Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you make now? Do you think Norman is then the big like the the leader of the Sinister Six? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think be, the right? more exciting thing for me, um, the subtle nerd nod that I, I think you're definitely getting. I mean, I think we are kind of already know this. You're getting Daredevil in this. I don't like everyone saying that. Where did you Where did you get that? Oh no no! Charlie Cox is in this. We kind of already know that, right? Well, I mean, I've been Feige hearing it for I've been that. hearing it for two years, but I don't. Um, well, Feige kind of said it. Also, I mean, unless Atlanta is like a new hot spot where everyone really likes to hang out, <laughs> uh, we there was just a picture of um, the woman who plays Karen Page with Kirsten Dunst walking around. Okay, so unless they've become best friends somehow. It's oh, Kirsten Dunst odd... too. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm hearing. I mean, there's a picture. I'll send it to you. Oh uh, yeah, send me all those pictures that you've got, including of the three of, of the two of them on the volume. Um, I mean, I could not be more excited for this movie. I think it's so, and Shang Chi looks so good. Yeah, I think that looks wonderful. And the Eternals now, like I was not excited for the retur- the Eternals until that last trailer when somebody was like, "Hey, hey!" After the last trailer we put out, everybody was asking why they didn't fight Thanos. <laughs> and they were like, "All right, let's answer that in trailer two. But I've got my Shang Chi Dolby ticket. I got the last two Dolby tickets in Disney Springs for that night. Okay, so I'm glad to hear that. I bought the first tickets at my local Dolby, and I was like, "Oh, are people going to want to go to this?" Like, I saw the Suicide Squad in theaters, and I saw I watched it in an empty IMAX theater. Okay, because nobody went to see that. Right. Uh, so what you th- did you what you think of the Suicide Squad? <clears throat> I thought it was what it, we thought it was. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was very entertaining. I thought John Cena made a career for himself right there. Yeah, not a huge fan of John Cena. Oh, I love John Cena. I don't. I love John Cena. I mean, like, the guy has granted more Make-A-Wish wishes than anyone in history. So, And that's that, very nice. That I really him, appreciate that. that. that I feel like him. he has no charisma as an actor. Oh, I, I disagree completely. I disagree completely. Um, all right. Well, anything else you wanted to add about any, any of that stuff? No. Right. Nothing. I want to add nothing to that. All right. Well, and we're, and, you know, we can just confirm once again. We we are still Disney fans. We still love Disney, and you know we're gonna. Oh yeah, you're right. That's Karen Page and Kirsten Dunst. You just sent me that picture. Wow. Yep. 
Um, yeah, and the show is going to be as positive as it's always been. We're going to talk about the things we love. Next week, we'll be back on track to talk about all the wonderful things about Tiggers and how please. We're both going to buy. We're both buying Genie Plus. I don't think I am, but you are gonna. Don't I may experiment with it one day, but it's not going to be a regular thing that I do. Okay, going as much as I do, I would go broke. All right, absolutely not. All right. Well, without any further ado, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you love our good buddy Peter Mandel, check him out over at Rogue Comics at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, our buddy Dave Weiger to Magical Travel is there for you. You can always send him an email at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. He's planning my Disney cruise. So, you know, He'll plan your Disney vacation. If you're renting a crib or stroller on your Orlando vacation, check out our buddies over at KingdomStrollers.com who will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney resort. Uh, And, folks, for me, the Morty Monster YouTube channel, we're going to be uploading uh, some videos that we took at uh, MegaCon Orlando coming up soon. Uh, Those will be up on YouTube hopefully within the next week. we got two videos coming up from that. And also my books, the Ross and Auntie series. uh, It is online on Amazon.com. Three out of the four currently are in audiobook format, with the fourth being produced now. So if you start your audiobook journey through the Ross and Annie series now, which you can get a free, you can get the first one for free if you sign up for an audible trial. Um, you can hopefully have it, you know, done by the time the last piece of the series comes out. All right, folks, uh, thank you for joining us again this and every week. Pete, any closing words? Just rainbows next week, Kevin. Just All rainbows. rainbows. All rainbows, folks. I thank you. <laughs> Keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.